What is up, gamers? Welcome back to the highly anticipated return of the Critics Podcast. I am your one and only host, Joseph Salamone, and today I am joined by uh, the dumb fuck Adam Sidorius. <laughs> Uh, what's up, uh, resident dumb fucks? I'm uh, your other dumb fuck, Adam Sidorius. Uh, and we have a very special uh, guest. She, she's never been on the Critics podcast before, so she might be a little bit shy. Uh, do you want to tell everyone your name? Lulu Wang? Yeah, uh, it's great to see you on the pod, or have you on the pod, Lulu Wang. Uh, it's a huge Hi. honor. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't even think insane. anyone listened to this, but we have the director of the farewell in today. So, <laughs> um, so other than, I mean, we're gonna have a whole part two of this where me and Lulu, uh, me and Mrs. Wang, we talk about the Regal Coca Cola short film, uh, the a year in review, basically, mm -hmm. of Regal Coca Cola shorts. Uh, um, Coca Cola short rewind, so to speak. Oh, I like that. I like that. Um, did you see the new one? That I kind did of... it. The Watch Mojo video? I did see it. <laughs> the new... Wait, no, no. The... Oh, the new Lulu Wang? <laughs> the new Regal Coca-Cola short film. No, I haven't seen it. Nah, well, it's mm. it's bad. Um, mm. I, I just... I can't get over him, you know? Yeah, we miss our king. We don't have to say his name. Every, if you know, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so we're gonna... I think me and Joe are gonna start real quick getting this one out of the way um i i don't know what joe's opinion is on this movie uh it's called jumanji the next level mm -hmm. and uh this is a this is a huge critical success and uh joe is the hot take king mm -hmm. so i'm very interested to hear what he has to say about this movie it was okay it is on par <laughs> with the first one uh it's it was it was fun it's a fun little movie um, I was watching this, and a kid behind me in the middle of it, uh, there was a quiet part, and the kid behind me went, I really miss my mom. And I started <laughs> laughing really loud. Because <laughs> that's the second time that that's happened to me in a movie theater. So <laughs> that was the funniest part of the movie. Um, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's it's fun. Uh, Jack Black uh, plays a black guy for 30% of it, so... And a horse plays. Um, yeah, uh, a horse is a girl, and uh, Danny Glover. And so. Danny Glover, which I I don't know how that worked, but it somehow did at one point. Um, yeah, I think I kind of agree with you. Um, I like the first one a hair bit better. Like it's it's really not that big of a difference. It's um, I really thought that I was surprised like how good of a job The Rock did as Danny DeVito. And, um, yeah, I thought actually um, jumping a little bit forward in the movie, I thought Aquafina did a great job as Danny DeVito as well. <laughs> yeah, she was really funny. Um, even Kevin Hart. I mean, I yeah, Kevin Hart was great too. Yeah, he's kind of hit or miss sometimes, but his Danny Glover was like on point. Like it was and like every time he would like read like this like uh, thing about the animals, and he would like talk really slowly, like Danny Glover does. And he, he it, lands and he goes, "What in the Sam hell?" Yeah, it's good. Like it's. I don't know, like, it's not a great movie by any means, but it's fun. And it was, it was just um, a good time at the movies, you know, um, a solid no alcohol required, if you ask me. I would um, give it a buy it on Blu-ray, I think. Oh, really? Well, that's great. Um, but what would you give it out of 10? 
I think I just I saw, I gotta give it probably a seven out of ten. Okay, yeah, I think I'm at the same thing. I mean, there's just not a lot to talk about with this movie. It's it's good, it's fun, it's entertaining. Um, if you like the first one, I have a hard time imagining you won't like this one because it's kind of the same movie, just yeah. with a little more action and kind of actors doing slightly different things than the first time. Yeah. But it's I mean, it, the performances are good. Uh, Karen Gillan is nice. Uh, Jack Black's funny. <laughs> um you know that's what you do i'll say this best horse actor i've seen in a while yeah good horse acting i know people are sexually attracted to horses and i never really got it until this movie (laughs) shut up (laughs) you're canceled again joe i'm canceled again when those wings came spoiler alert (laughs) sorry wings when the lulu wang oh the wings the horse has wings right spoiler yeah um, Who gives a fuck? It's <laughs> um, although I'll say this: the um, did you stay for the mid credit scene? The, it's yeah, the, the yeah. I thought it was cute. Yeah, I um, I think it leads into an interesting third yeah. movie, so it's not going to be able to hit the same exact movie the third time. Mm-hmm. I thought it was weird to put a sex scene in a kids movie, especially one that graphic. But... Well, Jake Kasdan did direct sex tape, so mm-hmm. it wasn't that surprising if you look at his resume. Oh, good. For um, yeah, we love a king with range. Um, so that's enough uh, Jumanji talk. Uh, yeah. we, we spent a whopping five yeah. minutes on it. So yeah, what that's... the fuck else do you want me to say about it? Okay. I mean, I don't know. I just I know it's a popular movie. I mean, but again, there's not much to say, so it's mm-hmm. fine. Um, I know Joe hasn't seen this one, so maybe just shut the fuck up for five seconds this time, okay, Joe? Okay. Um, and we're gonna go talk about. Right. Uh, are we gonna do this on podcast, Adam? <laughs> we do can do it problem? anytime. We can do it do anytime, anywhere. All right, dude. I'll I'll drive to your house and kiss you right now. Okay. <laughs> That's the thing about street fights. The street always wins. That's the thing about street fights is it I always ends with me kissing Adam on the lips. <laughs> uh, so Black Christmas. <laughs> African American Christmas, Adam. <laughs> Jesus. It's twenty. It's almost twenty twenty, dude. <laughs> I'm just going to mute my mic for this section. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Um, so black, so African-American Christmas. Um, <laughs> Bloomhouse's latest movie. Um, Sarah, I know you were very excited for this movie. Well, I mean, were you? Like, what was your expectations with this movie? Um, they weren't very high. You got to kind of go in really low with your expectations when it comes to Blumhouse. um and i'm i'm glad they weren't high yeah it um i i was kind of optimistic about this movie going in um just because i think we'll just get out of the way like i love the 1974 film it's Mm -hmm. an awesome slasher movie and you know what i'll say it the 2006 movie it's a fun movie i i enjoy it i've seen it several times probably at way too young of an age but i have good memories with it um Agreed. it's not good it's not good by any means but it's fun exactly um, and that's it's more than most I, fun and it's more than i can say for this movie because this movie yeah. is uh it, it's so boring like mm-hmm. i wanted to i wanted to go to sleep at several points in this movie um and it's only 80 minutes but it feels like two hours yeah like i don't know how they accomplished that but um i mean what were your overall thoughts on this movie Mm. 
I did not like it. There's there's not very much to like about it. Um, I thought the execution was... I mean, it's a good idea, the whole plot and everything that happens in it. But the execution of it is so bad in so many different ways. Um, I like the lead a lot. Oh, uh, Imogen Coots, I think is her yes. name. I thought she did really good with what she was given. And I like... Well, it's kind of spoilery, but there's a. I like this one concept that they tried to go into. I mean, honestly, just you can just. I don't think anyone that hasn't already seen Black Christmas (laughs) Carry. So. Yeah, I like the whole. um, All the frats are evil and they're being possessed by like the founder of the school. This like one statue that looks like it's from Death Stranding with like all the black stuff going down its face. I love that, but everything else about it, I was not a fan of. Yeah, I mean. I, I get the whole like analogy about you know the frats and everything, and that's that's totally fine and cool. Like I'm, I was down for this movie to happen because like um, I put this in my letterbox review. I think a uh, Black Christmas remaking like in the Me Too era that has like so much potential because that's mm-hmm. already kind of what the 1974 film is. But if you like revamp it to like today's like like make it relevant today and topical, um, I think you could have done something really amazing with it. But I can't help but feel that this movie was just completely rushed because it just went to production like over the summer, I think. Like they just announced this movie not even a year ago. Um, And that's insane to me. And it it really does feel rushed. I I feel like Bloomhouse and I I love, you know how I feel about Jason Bloom. Like I, (laughs) and I know how you feel too. Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, But like, and I usually like, I think he's a pretty good producer when it comes to his films, but this one just felt like rushed and tacked onto the release date. And I did not feel like any passion behind it whatsoever. No. And the PG 13 reading really hurt yeah. it. And there, are, um, I, I realize they can't show a lot of like explicit deaths or anything crazy, but there are ways to get around that for sure. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, like it feels so, because actually there's some PG 13 horror movies like that work. Mm-hmm. Um, one semi recently, the shallows, not an amazing movie, but the way it incorporated gore into a PG-13 rating, kind of solid. Like, actually, like it was it was well done for a PG-13 movie. And um, I'm sure there's other examples, too. But like this movie, like it just had no fun to it. Like there was no suspense. I mean, really, there's no action until like no. an hour in, really. Um, yeah, I mean, I was bored by it. I thought the handling of these like important topics was very sloppy. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, I, I mean, did you feel the same way about that? Like, it. it yeah. Just... Yeah. Especially the one scene where the girls go perform in front of a bunch of frat boys is like, oh, yeah, we're going to stick it to them and show them how bad they are. It was like, oh, okay, we're going to force this one, our main girl who was assaulted by this guy, to go perform in front of him, even though she clearly doesn't want to. And they're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna show them, and it's like, no, don't have her do that. What are you yeah. talking about? That was so. I was astounded by that. That was so. I don't know who decided. <laughs> that that yeah, yeah, but it was not. Yeah, it was just that scene was terrible. Like, cause it was, and I could see, and I feel almost kind of bad, like critiquing it, cause I know like a woman wrote it, so like, who am I, you know, to say this? But yeah. like. It's at the same time, it just felt so sloppily handled. Like I I, I just didn't 
there was honestly nothing about this movie that I liked. Like, I can't think of a single thing. And maybe other than Imogen Poots, like, because she was... And honestly, all the girls were fine. Like, there was not a really a bad performance from the leading ladies, mm-hmm. um, at least in my opinion. Um, the frat guys, on the other hand, <laughs> not good. <laughs> not uh-uh. good. Um, so, yeah. I mean, what would you give it out of 10? A, a generous 2 out of 10, I think. Yeah, um... I think I'll go right there with you. Um, I'll give it a two due to some okay performances. And I, I got to at least give it credit for like trying to tackle some important topics, even if it mm-hmm. wasn't very well done. I appreciate the gesture. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I really can't think of anything else good to say about it. Like everything else just falls apart. Um, so yeah, that's Black Christmas. Um, please don't see it. It's not good. The Lena um, Dunham of horror movies, I would call it. That's scarily accurate, actually. That's <laughs> a very good comparison. <laughs> um, so Joe, you can unmute your mic now. Um, we're done I, talking about it. I watched it during the segment, and I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I thought it was probably the best movie I've seen this year. Um, and I, uh, Lulu Wang did such a great job kind of contrasting Casting, you know, Western and Eastern culture and kind of showing the cultural differences between the two regions. And I thought that was really excellent. And Aquafina gives a career best performance. So I don't know what you guys could even be discussing. But I mean, I guess if you guys want to just slander, you know, it's whatever. Okay. Well, um, so that's The Farewell, directed by Blue <laughs> Wang. Um, we have on the pod today. I don't know why you would. Directed by me. Yeah. Yeah, directed by you. Um, I mean, I, I know that they say you're your own worst critic, but geez, you know, it's like, <laughs> you're so, so I know Connie's bad in that one scene, but. And you? scene. Good job. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, my name is Joseph Salamone. I'll be leading my resume in the uh, lobby. All right. So t- speaking of Lulu Wang, um, her next movie that came out this weekend too, surprisingly, uh, Richard Jewell. Um, <laughs> the latest Lulu Wang joint. Lulu Wang joint, yeah. yeah. Um, on a serious note, I did not realize. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for this movie now, and I did not realize DiCaprio and Jonah Hill produced this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were supposed to be in it initially. Was Jonah Hill going to be Richard Jewell? Yes, and DiCaprio. Yeah, Rockwell. Hi. Uh, I I can kind of see it, but. That would be a way. That movie would have literally made like forty times what it made this weekend if that happened. It probably would have been better too. Ooh, hot take. Um, what does this movie even? Is it getting good reviews? I genuinely have not. Reviews. Chris Stockman gave it a B minus. Jeremy Johns gave it a bite on Blu-ray. So yeah, I was gonna say, but what did Jeremy Johns think? That's what I want to know. Um, okay, seventy-three, uh, sixty-six, huh, sixty-nine. Around, around on Metacritic. Um, <laughs> Adam, but, I'd give you a high five. <laughs> that was epic. Um, but uh, so, Sarah, I know, or no, Lulu, I know you've been uh, highly <laughs> anticipating, you. highly anticipating this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, ever since the night that we saw The Irishman, we have not been able <laughs> to stop thinking about Richard Jewell. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so did Richard Jewell uh, meet your expectations? Um, it was pretty much exactly what I thought it was going to be. Nothing yeah. Less, nothing less. Um, I did really like Sam Rockwell in it. And that's probably because I love Sam Rockwell. 
I was not bored by it. I think it's a really interesting story um, that was adapted uh, mediocrely, and uh, your grandparent, everybody's grandparents, will love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I was thinking about that too because like I I was at like an eleven o'clock showing of this movie, and there are still old people that showing, and I was just like, how like this is like the boomer movie of the year. Um, yeah. Other than like Ford v Ferrari, like this is it. <laughs> I um, would say that this is definitely more boomer than Ford v Ferrari. Yeah, I mean, it, it's very boomer. Um, so I, I'll admit I missed like the first twenty minutes of this movie. Um, so you missed the best scene in the movie, but that's what did I? Did I, I? <laughs> did well, I really? The, the Macarena scene is in the first. first uh, minutes of the movie. Yeah, because Joe told me the night that he saw it. Um, I forgot what review we were doing last week, and he got on Skype and he was like, Adam, Richard Jewell does the Macarena. And I'm like, I have to see this movie. (laughs) And then I've missed it. And I texted him like at the end of the movie. And I'm like, I just realized I missed Richard Jewell doing the Macarena. Well, what I left out is there's a, and Lulu can attest to this. There's a five minute sequence of a crowd, Richard Jewell's in the crowd and they're doing the Macarena. And then when it ends, they all just start going USA, USA. Uh, we love, uh, well, I was going to say Clint Eastwood movies, but I got that yeah. wrong. Uh, Lula Wang movies. Um, Joe, what did you think of Richard Jewell? Uh, it's, this is, it's, it's, it's like Boomer the movie. There's so much, like, it's, it's better than most Clint Eastwood movies recently, but there's still just, like, just some dumbass shit in this movie. The cut to black is ridiculous, again. Uh, it's not as dumb as Sully's cut to black was, but it's another stupid cut to black. <laughs> And there's just, it's just the Sully like, one was so stupid. The Sully one would have done it in July, and then just circle fades to black. But this one is almost <laughs> as dumb. It's like, uh, I won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. But uh, it's just, you know, it's Clint Eastwood gets in the way of himself. So like, it's there's like 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 Lulu said. Uh, I think it's a really interesting story that they did a very poor job adapting. Um, I know a lot has been said about it, but like Olivia Wilde's character is like completely ridiculous and mm-hmm. it like dude take it john ham is, is not as badly handled but it's all it's still like i guess maybe that actually happened in real life like the things they try to get richard to do um but it's just such a it's it's, it's an interesting story but it's it's really kind of it's like if like in it's he's just clint eastwood's just like so silly like he's such a silly director at this point and i don't <laughs> there's so many shots of like american flags for no reason and there's just I mean, go, go America, I know, but it's just, I just am confused every time he does it, because this is the same guy who did Unforgiven, and that's one of my favorite movies, so I don't understand where he's, where his head is at, but the performance is really great, um, and uh, Sam Rockwell uh, is is charming as ever. And it's a little bit interesting, though, because, I mean, did either of you guys see The Mule? He, no, I didn't watch. see The Mule. You didn't? Okay. I did. Oh, you did. Um, I did not see the mule. Oh, you okay? Well, then, Jesus. Um, Adam, uh, can I take an aside, dude, with you? Can I take Can I take you aside for a second, Adam? Lulu, yeah. Just ignore this. I didn't fucking see the mule, Adam. Don't <laughs> fucking ask me about it on the podcast. <laughs> Lulu, did you see the mule? I this is I've only seen one Clint Eastwood movie, and it's Richard Jewell. Oh, <laughs> my first is that one. True? Yeah, I'm serious. He's made a bunch of good ones, but not. Not recently. I mean, I guess Richard Jules has good as a, of any to start, you know? 
I feel like I get the point of all of them, even though I have. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, like, I, I think I get it just by seeing the trailer. It's all boomer movies. I've seen. I saw John Mulaney and Pete Davidson recap the Mule. Oh really? Yeah, on SNL. Them. Oh, John um, Mulaney's a comedian, Adam. Oh wait, really? Yeah, and then Pete Davidson kind of is, but not really. But he's a okay. Comedian. Well, I'm looking at Clint Eastwood. Like his Wikipedia page right now, and he's uh six four. Can I we, was uh... about to say that. I was <laughs> waiting for a moment to tell you all that. Uh, Zaddy, anyone? Um... <laughs> he dresses like an alt boy. I think he's a grill. He's definitely a grill. He d- <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he has a secret Twitter account where he uh posts e boy TikToks and okay. yeah, we love Got, it. Okay, fuck Mary, kill. Richard Jewell, Sully, and the Mule. How, what would you do? <laughs> um, hold on, let me think. I really got to think oh, about I'd, this. I'd marry, I'd marry uh, Richard Jewell because he'd, he'd get me Snickers whenever I want them. <laughs> and then, Adam missed that part of the movie, but and then I would, uh, I'd kill the Mule because he's a criminal, and then I'd fuck Sully because he'd. Uh, uh, he'd, he'd stick the landing. I didn't realize you supported the death penalty, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> only, only for the mule. Okay, whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> that's his name in the movie, the mule. That is it. Yeah. That's pretty epic. That his first, <laughs> his first name's the. His last name's <laughs> mule. Lulu, as a as a female director, what would you do? I agree with you. I would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would fuck the mule. I <laughs> whoa. I would kill Richard Jewell, and I would marry Sully because he has a stable job and he's Tom Hanks. I guess that's a point. Yeah. Um. So my thoughts on Richard Jewell. Um. <laughs> Uh, pretty. I I think I agree with you guys. It's it's a good movie. It's well made. Uh, interesting story. Um, I think my issue with most Richard or <laughs> Richard Jewell movies, my most Clint, <laughs> my most Clint Eastwood movies, uh, is that he just has no style and no pace to his movies. Yeah. Um, and his best movies even suffer from this, where there just feels like there's no urgency. Where this movie could have been like nail-bitingly intense, mm-hmm. he just slows it down to like zero point five speed, and it's just like so like it just like goes through the minutia of like every little plot detail, and that's it's kind of admirable at points, but at the same time it's like come on, like let's make it like a little bit more quickly paced, and it's just it, it's fine, it's it's well made, it's interesting. Uh, the performances are all good. Like Kathy Bates is really good in the movie. Um, Paul Walter Hauser, really really good in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we we love to see it. Um, John Hamm, pretty he's he's okay. Like he he plays himself kind of. He doesn't really do anything he's never done before. Um, I mean the Olivia Wilde stuff has been highly mm-hmm. talked about. Yeah. Um, I kind of expected worse honestly um it was really just that one scene um like with john ham at the bar at least that I, I mean i missed the first 20 so unless she did something else but like um that's really it like and everything else in the movie was just it was good nothing great nothing out of this world just it was a fine movie so you hate um, the troops yeah i, I do 
Okay. Um, Just checking. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, any final thoughts, kids? Um. I'll, okay, Daddy. Let me think about it. Um. Daddy, chill. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a TikTok reference. Um, the movie. Are you just, TikTok heads out there? My brother's a TikTok head. I'm not a TikTok head. I just want to clarify that for all the listeners. Um, Richard Jewell is uh, dumb, and I. Uh, it was Richard Jewell. The character's dumb. The movie's dumb. Uh, Clint Eastwood just don't like stop funding his movies. <laughs> I don't understand why he's clearly not fit to be a director anymore. Just, I mean, he, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I don't know. I've this is me. I just never want to work with him ever. I'm trying to kill any chance I have at being cast in the in the next. I don't even know what his next movie is going to be. It's probably going to be like uh, a Republican hero saves a kid from drowning or something. I don't know. But uh, it's I give it a seven out of six point five out of ten. It was fine. Fine. Oh. I saw I saw it at a press screening, and when it finished, my brother went. Clint Eastwood directed this, and then everyone in the theater looked at him. <laughs> so, uh, so what what would your brother give it out of ten? Luke hated it. He gave it like a two. He thought he like I gave it a six, and he was like he called me and was like, "Are you serious? This is, you that's almost what you gave us." And I was like, "Chill, Luke." <laughs> um, Sarah, any like final thoughts and your rating? Um, I would give it a six out of ten. And right. I just wanted to say this is brought to you by Snickers. <laughs> um, I Richard would... Jewell brought you Snickers. I think I would give this a seven. It's fine. It's good. Like it's well made. It's interesting. I liked watching it, which kind of seems shitty because it's such a sad movie. But like whatever. Um, my I just want to drop one theory, uh, real quick. I think that. Clint Eastwood doesn't direct his own movies. I literally, I was, yeah, agree. Didn't we talk about someone ghost direct for him? You think someone yeah. ghost directs for Clint Eastwood? Mm-hmm. I, I really do because he's like what? He's like ninety. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Yeah. He listen. This. Have you ever seen like an interview with him? Like, yeah. <laughs> he he can't speak. Like, he doesn't. Like, he doesn't function well. And neither do I, really. But still. like, <laughs> I mean, but neither of us should be directing movies, is what I'm saying. Like, it's just... He he doesn't seem like he's capable of placing his car keys in a right spot to find them, let alone direct a feature film. Mm-hmm. And I I really... I think we talked about this at the 1917 screening, Sarah. Like, I, I think he has like an agreement with Warner Brothers that they can use his name to promote movies and he gets like part of the box office. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just get like a second unit director to like make the movie. That's a yeah. Good I, I think he so- shows up one day and they have like three different outfits. So they're like, all right, we got to put this one, this one, this one. We'll take pictures with Sam Rockwell, Paul Walter Hauser. You totally directed this movie, Clint. And then that's it. I, well, I've heard, I've heard Tom Hanks talked about how he directed him on Sully and apparently he doesn't do much talking on set, and he just will, like, whisper everything. So, like, he'll be, like, um, like, he doesn't call action. He goes, let's try it. And then he'll just go, that's enough when the take is good. <laughs> so, I don't, I mean, I don't know if that was, Sully was a couple of years ago, so he might has have devolved since. But devolved. he might, I, 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 I feel like, I feel like him having a second unit director do everything is pretty in the realm of possibility. I think this is like other than like the Bernstein bear theory and like um, I don't know like the lizard people. This is like up there. Yeah. With like 
hardcore conspiracy theories. Um, so yeah, I, Richard Jewell, uh, see it, don't see it. I don't really give a fuck. Um, so 1917, the new. Wait a minute, ladies and gentlemen, a surprise. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> has entered the chat, coming live from my bedroom. It is co-ho, uh, co-guest, uh, Lulu Wang's brother, Tevin Ramey. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Devin. Uh, you guys, uh, real fans of the Critics Podcast, may remember Devin from episodes such as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and uh, El Camino. And was there one more? I can't remember. No. Okay, well, cool. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Devin, uh, thank you for being on the pod today. Uh, I know you're very busy being the brother to Lulu Wang, so it's, it's nice you made the time to be on today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He uh. He just asked me. He didn't know that uh, there was a third person in the pod. So he was like, "Who's Sarah?" And I was like, "That's Lulu Wang." So, That's Lulu. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Well, because I have had my headphones in, so he's only heard what I've said. So ah, uh, gotcha. Does he have headphones too that he can use, or? Uh, how'd you know my name was Phones, Adam? Uh, he's got the other headphones <laughs> than me, and so we're kind of hunched together right now, speaking into the mic. So. Uh. Well, this is exactly the way Sam Mendes wanted us to record the pod today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 1917. Um, this is one of the most anticipated movies of the year, kind of, for, you know, film nerds. Um, yeah. Us gamers. Been, uh, for real true gamers out there, this is the, mm. this is the big draw of the year. Um, I, I've really been anticipating this movie because it's been his passion project. He's been talking about it, like, nonstop. Um... And yeah, it follows uh, two soldiers. We're talking World about War. 1917. It follows. Oh, okay. Well, 1917. Um, it it follows two guys in Adam, World War. I just corrected you, and you messed up again. What? You said it follows again. We're talking about 1917. <laughs> do you want to go, Joe? Let's do this. <laughs> just uh, 1917 is about. Uh, Two uh, spry young soldiers um, trying to get a message. <laughs> two related. dirty bitches. Two sexy little bitches trying to stop. Stop, Devin. Oh. <laughs> Devin's trying to fuck with me right now. Uh, I'm gonna. It's um. Yeah, there's two soldiers. Um, and one of them uh, has a brother, and they get they have a message to deliver to like um that's like really far away, and they're trying to stop an attack from happening and there's no cell phones because it takes place in 1970 so they have to hand deliver it and uh it's all it all looks like it's one take uh the deke shot it uh sam mendez directed it um and i fucking watched it adam what did you think of 1917 um i hated it it was a stupid movie like mm-hmm. they could have just driven a car across the battlefield but they mm-hmm. walked and i thought that was kind of dumb <laughs> um no i mean it was i mean what do you want me to fucking say joe it was incredible like it it was it was life-changing uh i I genuinely like i have not felt other than like uncut gems i haven't felt this tense in a movie this year like pretty much from the second well i mean okay liberal um this movie it opens like right away like it you're immediately like thrown into like the intensity of the situation and you it just doesn't let go until it ends. And I thought that was incredibly admirable. And like, 
it was just in the fact that he still fit in like all the scope and ex- like a uh, like scale and action and still managed to make it like a character focused story uh, was incredible. Uh, I think it's one of the best films of the year. Oh, uh, so uh, yeah. Uh, um, well, actually, I was going to ask Lulu what she thought. Um, <laughs> I care about female directors' voices, but I guess Adam doesn't. Uh, Lulu, what did you think of I thought it was really incredible. I was so glad I was able to see it early. Uh, I saw I saw it sitting right next to Adam, so that was really fun. He got to see me like gasp and have my jaw on the floor for half of it. Yeah, like pretty much every time I looked over at Sarah, she was like gasping or like hiding like half of her face or like yeah, she was very into this movie. And I mean, so everyone and we saw this in the RPX theater at Regal, and uh, pretty dope experience. Uh, the sound was amazing. Yeah, and like I knew what I was getting into with this because I knew it was all one take. It's an amazing feat, but you don't realize how insane it is until you actually see it and they're going for 10 minutes with no like obvious cut mm-hmm. and you're like how do they even do this like i'm in awe of so how so much of it was shot and i thought it was really good um devin what did you think of 1917 i really really liked it i think one thing to um to acknowledge is that this movie has a really good reason to do the long take thing because the, the plot takes place in kind of a short period of time, like over a day or two. And you really feel like you're there going through it with them. With it. I think this is the best use of that since probably Birdman. Yeah, I mean, and it's yeah, pretty... It's, it's pretty, like, seamless the way it does it, too. Like, mm-hmm. um, even in Bird, I mean, you can spot some of the, like, cuts in this movie, but, like... The way they stitch it together is still very impressive. Like, um, and there are some moments where you just forget about it, and then you notice, like, oh, they really have not cut away, mm-hmm. um, and you're just like going with it and with it, and it's just—it's an incredible achievement. Um, I, if this doesn't win like best editing at the Oscars, I don't—I mm-hmm. don't even know how. Like, that's—it has to happen. Yeah. Um, well, can I talk about what I thought of the movie, Adam? Uh, no. Um, okay. No, you go ahead. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Adam, then I'll talk about it. Um, this movie, 1917, um, I saw this sitting next to Devin. Uh, uh, and, so, uh, so, uh, thanks for listening to the Critics Podcast. Yeah, guys. that's, uh, where did I find you? <laughs> um, but, <laughs> uh, no, this movie is really, it's a really remarkable film. Um, it's, it's uh, it lived up to there was a, an immense amount of hype around this movie and I think it lives up to it. Uh, the um this is some of uh, De- truthfully this is some of Deacon's best work. The sequence in the um, city at night was just absolutely breathtaking the entire mm-hmm. time. Uh, some of his best just ever. There's so many and I think what this movie this movie's getting compared to Dunkirk a lot and Adam made this point. And I think the reason that it's better than Dunkirk. Is- is you really get invested with the characters of the story, and the the the, the camera work it really is incredible. Um, there's not many noticeable cuts in it. There's a scene with a baby that I thought was incredible. Um, the uh, yeah, the, 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 there's not really. It's kind of like there's not really any. I don't really have any problems with this movie. It's just kind of like just an excellent film, you know. Yeah, no big deal. Just an excellent movie. Yeah, just another excellent movie from Sam Mendes. 
Yeah, um, I I think that's where the movie surprised me, though, was the amount of character in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting to get so emotionally attached to these characters. And mm-hmm. um, that's really what makes the movie work. Because, I mean, Dunkirk worked on its own merits, where, like, it's an mm-hmm. intense movie, even though you don't have, like, a real, like, lead to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it just goes the extra mile, like, to, like, make you care about these guys, even when there's, like, nonstop action. Or um, they never truly stop moving, but like you mm-hmm. still get just in the conversations that they have, like when they're walking or even in battle or, um, you know, hiding from something, the conversations they have together or with like other, you know, generals or lieutenants, like it's really interesting and it shows like their humanity. And I don't know, there's just so much about this movie. Like it's not even just the spectacle, it's like the little moments that make it too, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And, um, same thing with like all of, you know his bond movies like uh skyfall like that's a, has amazing spectacle but like the stuff that kind of makes it is the little moments of, like javier bardem just mm-hmm. like being a good villain yeah. like he he just has a great eye for that um so yeah i mean Devin, any other thoughts i haven't seen it <laughs> okay. uh okay well um well i thought uh the one sequence uh when he kind of uh when he's escaping the town, and he—should uh, we—is it we allowed to spoil it the movie or no? Uh, let's, it doesn't go wide till January, so let's. Okay, not. well, there's a sequence. Uh, there's set to a song that there is being sung, and I thought was really. Uh, oh, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Was <laughs> oh, that it? Yeah, I thought that was good. Devin just asked me if we were still talking about 1917. So. <laughs> uh, 1917 to Paris is mm-hmm. what we're talking about. The 1917 about. to Paris. Um. <laughs> Devin, uh, Devin does cinematography. He does photography. So, as a cinematographer, what did you think of 1917? Um, well, you know, it was in one shot. They did the thing. I'm kidding. <laughs> Just <laughs> okay. thing. Um, no, it's great. It's um, if he doesn't get another nomination for best cinematography, people are gonna riot. No one's I gonna think... care that much. But yeah, it's it deserves it. Yeah, I think I was talking about that the night we saw it, Sarah. Like, do you, I mean, I was a little bit scared that he might not get the nom this year just because they had that entire thing where if you get nominated, like, not too long ago, they might be, like, kind of hesitant to nominate you so soon after Mm -hmm. or even give you the win. But, I mean, I can't think of better cinematography this year. Yeah, I really think this is the best, like, far and above the best cinematography of the year, just on craft alone, like, and it's also every shot is is beautiful to look at. Like like even the the staging is remarkable. But it's 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 it still looks as good. Like nothing. Roger Deakins his quality doesn't suffer at all from being kind of put in that constraint of it has to be one take. It kind of it almost makes it it, just, it almost flourishes it because you just notice all of the little detail and all of the color. And yeah, it's um there yeah a hundred yes. Um yeah I mean. I mean, Sarah, anything else like to add about it? Like, um, I really want that I'm going home song to drop on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And also it should have gotten a best original song nomination. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> that, that scene, honestly, like I, I teared up a little bit at that mm-hmm. point. Cause that it, was it, my well, Adam cries scene. in everything because he's a little bitch. But I do cry during is everything. A good scene. Adam cried in Peabody and Sherman. And I don't, no one talks about it. <laughs> did I? You did. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if, <laughs> if Joe says it, I probably did. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I cried during Portrait of a Lady on Fire today, and that was. Well, I mean, it. that's 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 
that's uh you that's earned okay well cool um so 1917 uh i mean this movie it needs to win i mean do you guys think it has a chance of best picture um, yeah i feel like well i mean i think i i made it publicly known that i think once upon a time in hollywood's gonna win best picture Really? Um, but I think 1917 has a fighting chance at it. Yeah, they uh, the the old people love that movie, you know. Okay, I mean, no, I mean I get it. Like it's yeah, I, well, I mean I think... it's a it's a great movie. It's just I I feel like it's still a Tarantino movie. Like, mm. and I'm not I'm not saying that like in a bad way. Like on my part, it's just like I don't see how many Academy voters are going to see like the third act of Hollywood. And be like, yeah, that's best picture, you know. But this is like a war. This is a genre film. This is a war movie. I don't know if they'll award it. I mean, they love war when like they love Dunkirk. I mean, not enough to like give it best picture, but yeah, I mean, not enough to give it. But I'm just saying for best picture, I don't know if it will have. I think it'll probably get a lot of technical awards. Um, If it doesn't get editing, I'll be a little spooked. Um, Shit, does it really deserve editing? I think so. I mean, the way like just watch 15 minute clips and then cut them together. Hot take from Devin <laughs> Raimi here. I mean, he is the DP. He would know. Um, yeah, Devin Raimi shot. This is we have young Deacons. On that the guy had like six shots to look at to cut the movie <laughs> together. <laughs> That's actually not a terrible point. Um, no, <laughs> no. I mean, I just there's just something about it that just seems so seamless, and mm. I think it could probably very... that it looks like one take. That's probably why it seems seamless. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, well... Adam. <laughs> I'm cool. sorry. Actually, I did notice a bit of a goof. I think there was a little production goof they forgot to edit out. At one point, the screen just goes black for like a minute, and I almost as if it was an intentional cut. And I don't. I think it's kind of such a big mistake. I don't know how they overlooked it. Uh. Yeah. Sam and, and then like canceled. when it gets back, when it cuts back, it's like nighttime. Continuity. It's a continuity error yeah. that I think Sam Mendes is above. Okay. Well, Adam, do you have a problem with me? <laughs> Why? Because I didn't laugh at your joke. Yeah, because I'm making great jokes all podcast, and you're just sitting there. Lulu's been laughing. Young Deacons is laughing. And uh, frankly, if there, if we have an issue, tell me right now, live on pod. I'm smiling. I'm just not laughing. Is that okay with you, Joe? Just thinking about you smile makes me smile, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay well 1917 um i don't even know what to say about this movie any i guess i mean any final thoughts i don't even know what to say about it um 1917 i think it's a banging movie shut up (laughs) we're very close together devin and i we're leaned over my phone right now so devin jumps when i said that On a scale of zero to 1917, what would you give it? I think I'd give it uh, the 310 to Yuma. I think that's what I'd give it. <laughs> uh, Devin, on a scale of um, 19, zero to 1917, what would you give it? Probably like a 1500. That's a good okay. SAT score, right? Yeah, I think that's yeah. like prime. Yeah. I got an 1120 on the SAT, so I didn't do very well. Because <laughs> I fell asleep during the test. <laughs> Uh, we was it the test moonlight? Was that what you felt? <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, they put on moonlight when we were testing, and I was just like, "Oh, is that Chiron?" And I was just out. Uh, was it the report? 
Did you fall? You fell asleep during that too, right? I didn't fall asleep in the report. <laughs> Wait, why did you say so, hello in the chat? Oh, I said hello when you guys couldn't hear me anymore. So that's oh, that I just got ago. it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I just oh, got sorry. it. Um, um, I didn't fall asleep in the report. I fell asleep in um. I might have fallen asleep in the report. Okay. Well, Sarah, what would you give 1917 uh, on a scale of zero to 1917? I did the math. I'll give it a 1725.3 out of 10. <laughs> um, we'll a 9 out of 10. You know what? I second that. Because this movie, um, I, I, not like a masterpiece, but it's mm-hmm. it's pretty incredible. Like It, it really is. Um, yeah. I mean, really, I can't. I think this is like one of the best movies of the year. Um, it's mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna be a big juggernaut like during Oscar season, and uh, I think well deserved. So definitely see it when it goes to theaters. Um, if the screener leaks, don't watch it on the computer. Like this is a yeah. mm-hmm. this is a theater movie if there ever was one. Mm-hmm. Like you you got to see it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll be back. Uh, like I'm not even sure. Star Wars. I guess I forgot that was coming out Friday. That's the next yeah. pod, Ooh. guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rise well, uh, of Skywalker, bound to be the least controversial movie of all time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there will be no opinions on that movie. Um, so yeah, we'll be back soon with that. And cats, we'll have a Christmas Day special <laughs> on cats. Um, we'll have on a, a and... cats bombshell double feature podcast episode. So yeah, bring uh, on everyone who's ever been on the podcast to talk about cats. We're gonna bring everybody who's ever been on. Um, <laughs> It's gonna be like the Avengers Endgame portal opening. <laughs> that's that's what it's gonna be, and then we'll have our Switzerland viewer finally speak on air. So he'll Mr. be like, uh, Harry Hole. Harry Hole will pod. come on the podcast and be like, "Very good," and then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Lulu Wang, thank you for being on the pod today. Of course, my pleasure. Um, where can everyone find you online? You can find me at Lulu Wang. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. You can find me Letterboxd, Super Dark Times, Twitter, Sarah underscore H-A-I-I. And you can also find me in Centennial Park. Oh. <laughs> you have 30 uh, minutes. You have 30 minutes, yeah. 30 minutes, yeah. Um, uh, Devin Ramey, uh, thank you again for being on the pod. Even if it was just for one segment, we appreciate your uh, your insight to the making of uh, the whole I don't know the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where Devin's can everyone? Phone background right now is uh, the Jeremy Sean's blackface photo. So... <laughs> Wait, the who? <laughs> Have you not seen the Jeremy John's blackface photo yet? I think it's like Jeremy Strong. I almost had a heart attack. Jeremy John's. No, this guy's more important. Yeah. Okay. Making sure Succession doesn't get canceled. Dude, I'm just. I mean, I think we just killed any shot of having Jeremy John's on the podcast by mentioning it. Oh yeah. no. Um, we can still get Chris Duckman on. Remember when uh, Chris Duckman uh, talked, like he cut to that picture of him and all his black friends? So I just ruined because of having Chris oh, Duckman. Yeah, now he's not going to come on either. <laughs> uh, uh, and I welcome mean, he, to the guest. Only he oh. could understand uh, Get Out, really. You know? <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the pod, special guest Chris Stuckman. How are you doing, buddy? 
Oh wait, I just found a picture. Like I just found that picture of him and all his black friends, and then someone edited Jeremy Johnson to the picture. <laughs> What's the, Adam sent me a clip this weekend. And it was Jeremy Johnson's. Like, if I was Brad Pitt, I would tell Angelina Jolie to come back with the Maleficent costume on and have some private time. Uh, so, Joe, where can everyone find you? I never said where people could find me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I got so involved in Jeremy Johns. Where can everyone find you, Devin? If you want to find me, I'll be. <laughs> That's I'm, on on Insta- <laughs> I'm on Instagram. <laughs> What's your ad, Devin? Just look up my name. You'll find something. It's Devin. He's it's Ramy photography and video. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's Devin is it Ramy Ra- DP. Sorry. As in Devin Ramy Deep Penetration. Uh, Joseph, where can everyone find you? You can find me um, at Joseph Salamoni on most platforms, and you'll find me uh, actively commenting on every Jeremy Johns video. Um, you can find me at Jeremy Johns on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. He deleted his Twitter. What? Did he? Yeah. Damn. Uh, doesn't have it anymore. That's a real shame. Um, I'm fact-checking you right now. It'll be really that... embarrassing if he didn't. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, I'm. should we wait until Devin? <laughs> I, I don't want to leave the listeners the on. Hanger. The listeners waiting. Yeah. I think he's gone. Yeah, he's not on it anymore. Well, wow. um, you know, another hero has fallen. Um, Cancel culture so, yeah. yet well, again ruin the life of another white guy <laughs> another 38 year old white man from mm-hmm. seattle washington um so yeah we'll be back soon uh don't miss us too much um in the meantime go watch some chris stuckman reviews get stuckmanized while you're at it um and yeah we'll uh see you gamers next time bye